Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are going to talk about a topic uh, whose learnings you can use every single day of your life. Uh, The question that we're going to address is, do I offer advice or just listen? But before we do that, I'm going to offer a little bit of advice before turning over to Dr. Rhoda. So I just learned today, uh, we're celebrating here, Dr. Rhoda, uh, a book has just been published. It's entitled In God's Orchard. It's a Bible study for women. Uh, looking at the fruits of the Spirit within the context of Galatians 5. And when you do purchase this book, a little bias here, just go directly to the chapter of joy, because uh, that is what uh, Dr. Rota wrote. And, you know, after that, then uh, choose your chapters as you wish. But uh, if you have a chance, uh, certainly very edifying. Uh, read the chapter of joy, and, and I guarantee that um, you will be smiling uh, as well. So now switching subjects, I am going to actively listen. Okay, first off, thank you for that, Professor Marty. But please read the whole book. Uh, There are six wonderful, five other women who are just beautiful Christian women who have put their heart and soul into into helping write this book. So we each took a chapter. I had the chapter on joy, and it just hit the public, hit the hit the stands. So it's available. So thank you so much for that, Professor Marty. Yes. So knowing what to say when a friend or loved one is stressed and upset can be challenging, right? Uh, Sometimes it seems like a fine balancing act. How do I talk with them without stressing them out more? I think all of us have been in that situation where what we've said was intended to help and it did not. So I've been musing on this, pondering this, and Sometimes we want to talk with them to help them see the situation from a different angle, or we want to offer them advice or potential solutions, but sometimes we just need to listen. And it's important to know the difference. When do we listen, and when do we help them problem solve? And I've learned that if we want to be effective, here's the key, it's really not up to us to decide. Instead, we have to see how the other person is acting and let that determine how we proceed. You know, I really love that point because I tend to be a problem solver, and I Me think too. just being uh, very transparent uh, in discussions with my wife, she brings a concern. I want to solve the problem and move on. And what I often neglect to do is exactly what you said. Yeah, so how do we know? How do we know when, when, is, when is appropriate? Because sometimes we do want help solving our problems. Sometimes we just want somebody to listen. So here's what I've discovered is I ponder how the brain works and how that impacts our conversations when people that we care about are upset. So if someone is really upset, the part of their brain that works on solutions, the prefrontal cortex, the area behind your forehead, this part is not really active at those times. Instead, the amygdala is active, and that's the part of the brain responsible for the fight or flight. So when this is the case, the person simply needs to vent. They need a safe place to share and to get things off their chest. When they're feeling this way, we want to just simply listen, not necessarily agree or disagree. We don't want to engage, try to engage them in conversation. We just need to let them be frustrated, let them be upset as we stand with them and just create that safe space for them to feel however they're feeling. Be their person that they can safely vent to and they know that they're not going to be judged for it. Uh, True empathy is just sitting with them, 
without trying to, to fix anything or solve anything, trying to experience what they're experiencing. Try to understand what they're feeling. If I were to put myself in the experience that they've been through, if I had their past, if I had their upbringing, if I had their uh, outlook on things, I would probably be feeling the exact same way they're feeling. So just try to get in there with them and just sit with them in the mud puddle. <laughs> just, it's messy. And just sit there with them. I think what adds to the difficulty of this is many of us are extroverts. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just really, we have to intentionally remind ourselves, you know, let the person talk yep. uh, for his or her sake. Let them feel what they're feeling. What they're feeling is not right. What they're feeling is not wrong. What they're feeling doesn't need to be fixed. It's just what they're feeling. And just sit there with them and do our best to feel it with them and try to understand and just be that person for them. If you try to reason with them at this time or if you try to problem solve with them at this time, (laughs) you simply become one more person that they're upset with. And so... So we want to know when that's the case. So we're watching their actions to know how we're going to react. If they're really upset and just need a place to vent, that's what we're going to do. However, if they're looking for solutions to the problem, if they're trying to figure out how to resolve a situation and they're frustrated by that, if they ask us for our insights or help, then we want to spend plenty of time listening to them and what they're currently thinking and feeling. And then after we've listened to them, put on our thinking cap cap along with them. Sit with them, help them work through the options, the different opportunities that they may have. Try to be that voice of reason for them that helps them compare and contrast. If you do this, what happens? Or if you do this other thing, what happens? What do you want? And help them think through that critically. And what I like to do uh, in those situations is always refer to it, well, I was wondering about this, mm-hmm. or I don't know if I was in this situation. These were some of the questions that I would, and I'm directing it as my thoughts because then it's not perceived as being judgmental. Yes, and I think that's an excellent point. And in addition to doing that, you don't want to say, here's what I think you should do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more important to, if I were in this situation, this is what I'd be considering. You know, So, so let them own their own solutions to their own problems And once they decide what they're going to do, even if it's different than what you would do, that's okay. It's not your situation. It's their situation. And so you talk with them and work through it. But then what they choose to do is up to them. And we're going to unconditionally love them regardless. Again, I'm going to interject. I just love that because once a decision is made, then unconditional love, you support them. You may personally disagree with that decision. You may be in the back of your head saying this is never going to work out. But we owe it to our friend or loved one. Uh, you know, it, that was their call, um, and they think it's the right decision at that time, and we are just going to surround them with support. That is spot on. I couldn't agree with you more. Notice that regardless of how they are feeling, whether they're stressed or whether they're trying to resolve an issue, the very first step is to listen completely and thoroughly and then determine how you're going to react based upon how they're 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 thinking what they're saying. The root word for compassion means to suffer with. Sometimes as friends and loved ones, the most compassionate thing we can do is to simply suffer with those we love. We just sit with them, be with them, love them unconditionally, and let them say what they need to say to vent. And other times, compassion means to suffer with them as they try to resolve a problem. We can be their partner in trying to problem solve. My grandma was uh, full of sayings. She was English and Irish, and she had a saying for everything. And I loved her sayings because they taught me a lot and really stuck with me. One of the things she used to say was, Rhoda, two heads are always better than one. I'm lending my friend or loved one my brain. I'm sitting with them, 
When their amygdala is fired up and they feel like they have to fight or flee, I'm going to sit there and be present with them and let them be upset until they feel more calm. In a healthy brain, the amygdala does not stay fired up forever. Just like all storms eventually run out of rain, anger eventually settles. However, if their brain is in problem-solving mode, what a blessing it is if I lend them my brain, my insights, my wisdom, as I help them critically think to resolve their situation. As I spend time with them being in their corner, regardless, it builds trust between two people. And as we spend time with people and that trust grows, that's the real secret sauce for an authentic, real connection and relationship. So the next time you're talking to a friend and trying to figure out how to respond, listen. Listen first. Listen to see if they're really upset and just need a place to vent. If so, be that safe space for them. Or are they asking you for help? If that's the case, lend them your prefrontal cortex and know that your two brains are going to be better at coming up with a resolution than one would be. And isn't it amazing how God designed us so that our brains literally can complement each other based on the moods they're in at the time? Absolutely. It's the beauty of relationships. We need each other, and we're blessed to have each other. So now what about for your kids? We can model this strategy for our children. They're going to see us interacting with people and see how we do this. We can certainly apply this strategy as we deal with our kids and try to, you know, sometimes we try to lecture our kids when they're in no mood to be lectured and we're basically wasting our time and energy. So kind of know when is the right time with your children when you employ these strategies. And then also, I'm just such a firm believer in teaching young kids how their brain works. Help them understand. This is why when you're upset, talking reason doesn't make any sense. So if your friends are upset, just listen to them. And this is time when your brain is, is calm and you're trying to problem solve. This is how two brains can be better than one and helping our, our children understand this as well. An additional thought on, on, on modeling, Dr. Rhoda, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is when I enter my kid's room, it always seems to be intentional for a reason. And one of the things that my wife has done, which I better understand now, is she intentionally goes into the room just to listen. And I think, you know, because she does that every day at some point during the day, uh, our, our kids uh, appreciate that, respect that, and she's probably got a better grasp on it than I do with how, how to react to that question. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways to consider uh, from this episode on do I offer advice or just listen? Number one, very, very important to understand that in order to answer that question, that's not up to us. It's up to us to look to the individual who's talking uh, to help us make, our de- make the decision. Number two, uh, always good to review how the brain is working. Uh, think about how the prefrontal cortex is not very active, oftentimes in that situation because the amygdala is trying to decide to fight or flight. Number three, so, so very important, uh, empathy, empathy, empathy. Uh, sit next to them, listen to them, um, show them empathy. Uh, number four, choose how to respond. Uh, number five, model Model this to your kids, so very, very important. And then I'm going to throw in a number six here. Uh, Number six is really go to our resource tab on 5 to Thrive, and we'll have a link posted there so that you can get a little bit more joy reading the chapter on joy. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. 
If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.